Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Give to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in with us uh, on the podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, listen, like, subscribe, and share to our uh, podcast, definitely on our YouTube, on our Facebook page. There you can uh, more communicate with us. We'll let you know other things that we have going on and also on Spotify. And also, guys, look, stick around to the end, and I'm going to let you guys know how you guys can win $100 as a super subscriber to the podcast, all right? So stick around for that. Uh, Again, thank you guys for joining us. And Today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Mr. Rodney. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It's another day in paradise, and it's been a long time. I've been waiting to uh, to connect with you, so I am I am humbled, and I'm excited, man. Man, good, good. So first of all, let me say thank you uh, for being on, you know what I mean, because you could be doing anything else, but you took our time to spend uh, with me and my listeners, and I definitely appreciate it. Definitely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. So let's jump right in, uh, uh, yep. Rob. So, um, okay. First of all, tell the listeners who you are and what it is that you do. Yes. My name is Rodney Williams, Houston, Texas, born and bred. And I am actually a 
spiritual guide, if you will, right? Like a lot of times people want to throw out the moniker coach, but I just share my experiences and the hope from bringing people from the dark into the light and let you know that we were put here to connect and to be the best versions of ourselves daily. So uh, I'm a certified yoga teacher. I write poetry, any form of expression that allows me to connect with people. That's what I'm all about. I also have a podcast, Moments of Mindset, the podcast. And I, uh, you that's where you and I know each other from, from, from a past challenge. But um, that is my platform to share and to love. And whenever I get somebody's ear, man, I, I, I make sure I, I don't take that for granted. So I, I'm just here to spread some love, spread some light. And um, just enjoy this conversation and us connecting. Definitely, definitely. All right. So, uh, first question: um, You're a girl dad, and I know that. And as always, when I have a girl dad on, uh, like myself, I have to ask you two questions. Yeah. And the first question is: What does it mean to you to be a girl dad? And then the second question is: Tell us something that your daughter has taught you. Or yeah, so, you might have more than one. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. So uh, I'm a father of three. My oldest, uh, Simone, is from lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. She's 23. My son Hunter just turned 13, and baby girl Aaron just turned eight on Juneteenth. Okay. And there would not, you and I wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't be on this path that I am without the healing that transpired between my oldest daughter and I. We went some significant time where we weren't in constant communication. And so there, that left a huge hole in my life. No matter what success I had, I wasn't able to share it with her. So through that healing, it has brought, and I'm a grandfather now, right? So to be able to um, connect on a level where there were some gaps where I missed out on some things in life, but now intricately being interwoven in her life on a day-to-day -day basis, man, from her, it's taught me that. It's taught me, and, and that's part of the reason why I started the podcast, because I wanted to actually create a program to help fathers. Didn't matter. It, it went eight years. Eight years, we didn't have significant contact. So if for me, if I can go eight years and not be invited to her high school graduation, but while she was pregnant, she flew down to Houston so she can get some extra love, that healing is, is soul-shifting, right? And so... Mm -hmm. With my eldest daughter, that's what I learned, that it's never too late to heal. Baby girl, she's my pattern interrupt. If I have a bad day, we love on her so much that unsolicited, she's like, Daddy, I love you. Daddy, you're the best dad I've ever had. Like Those sort of things can snap anybody out of whatever negative thoughts you might have as we're trying to embark on this entrepreneurial path. So I learned patience with baby girl. I was in the and I was doing some reading and doing some some actual work. She's like, Daddy, come outside and play volleyball with me. And I had a choice. I could be like, no, I'm busy. But guess what? She's only going to be eight now. So imagine a handful of years from now, me wanting to spend time with her, even though I didn't spend time with her now and she's too busy for me. I can't get that time back. So uh, the healing with my eldest and the patience and the connecting and how important it is for me to make sure that whatever it is she needs, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear, man, man. That's good to hear. And and let me, let me give you a word of advice. Uh, yeah. Even though you, you're already on the right track, take the time while you have it, you know? So uh, a couple episodes ago, I actually had my daughter on 
Um, my daughter is my only Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was uh, she asked me if it was something I would do different. And I remember telling her uh, about the one thing, the one regret uh, that has hunted me, you know, since she was little. And that was not taking her to her uh, daddy daughter dance. Right. Uh, I had to work, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I missed this when I catch the next one. She's 19 this year. You know what mm. I'm saying? That was never yeah. enough. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I thought about, well, maybe I can do a, a hit her, you know, do a dinner with her, or maybe take her to prom or whatever, you know, all this other stuff. In my mind, over these last years, trying to think of how I could get that time, you know, get that chance back. You know what I mean? But it, it, it never came back, you know. Yeah. And now she's, you know, young adult and in and college and doing her thing. And, you know, like I said, that's one of the things I think about. I mean, I don't know how, you know, I, I remember, I think I asked her, um, but I don't know how significant that moment was for her um, to, you know, that it was missed. You know, maybe it was, maybe maybe she never even thought about it. But I know since that day, it, stuck, it stuck with me. And like I said, she's mm. not, she made 19 this year and it still bothers me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And she didn't have dances. You know, I went to see her dance, dance recitals. Um, she was on the basketball team. I would take her to, to practice and to games and things like that. So I've been there for other stuff. Yeah. That one thing, that one thing still sticks with me. You know, like hmm. I said, it, it might not even be that significant to her. But for me, it's like that one thing I miss that. And, and I think probably is. Out, even outside of me missing it, I think because in my mind, it's always was something I wanted to do anyway. You know, I've always wanted to do a daddy daughter dance. You know what I'm saying? And so when it presented itself, you know, I'm like, okay, I just check the net, I catch the next one. You know, and so and it really ain't nobody blame but myself. And that's why I said because it was so important to me, and I missed it. It still mm -hmm. bothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Was. She probably was like eight, you know what eight? I'm saying? So this is like yeah. 10 years later, you know what I'm saying? And she's, you know, like I said, graduated from high school, she's in college, she's doing her own yeah. thing. It still bothers me, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so take that time, man. Throw the volleyball, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> take, that, take that time while you have it, because especially when they start getting older and now they have their own life or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It'll be those moments that you know, that mean the most to you, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. like I said, I, I've definitely get other moments with my daughter and, and yeah. you know, we, we do our, uh, daddy daughter vacations and, you know, we're just the two of us and we go somewhere or whatever, you know, but that one, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That one sits with me. Sits with you? you? Know I mean? Hey, we'll flip, so, flip it on her. Look, listen, with her being 19, you know, maybe um, for her next birthday or something special, maybe you get some of her friends together and you surprise her with a dance and this is a daddy-daughter dance as an adult. Yeah, I know, I know, you know. You know, the, once they hit them teenage years, they get a little different. You know, no, I get it. I get it. But you know, <laughs> they get a little different. You know what I'm saying? So I, <laughs> I take that into consideration, but I don't know yeah. if you go for that one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just said that because you know my daughter. I went to go visit her to meet my grandson for the first time in April, and my daughter sings Simone, and we actually went went to karaoke, and. Wow. um you know, sing together at karaoke, which was really, really cool. 
Yeah. So, you know, and, and so one of the things that, uh, so this year for, for her birthday, I wanted to go down uh, for her birthday. Her birthday is in April. My birthday is May 1st. Okay. Right? And so I wanted to go down for her birthday, but then it was so close to my birthday too, because we only like a couple weeks apart. So I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, I go the week in between, you know what I'm saying? In between our birthdays. And so one of the things that, that we did um, because she's into crafts and stuff too, so uh, we didn't do karaoke, but we went to the craft store and we bought these little uh, ceramic figurines or whatever that you paint. You know okay. what I'm saying? And then yeah. we bought some canvases, you know, to paint on the canvases and stuff. So yeah, it, those, those cool. things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it 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 means a lot. You know, when you look back on it, you know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. like I said, when they once they start getting to them. Uh, teenage years and getting their own life and things, then you really start to value the time that they give you, right? Yeah. When they little, you you can take the time. You know what I mean? It's like, look, we're doing this. We're doing you this know, right now. <laughs> when they get older, it's like, uh, and I used to tell her, I still tell her all the time, like, look, you know, don't don't forget about the old man. Now you, yeah. I know you grown and you got your own stuff, but you know, so that's why I try to push our uh, daddy-daughter vacations, because I always tell her, I don't know how the long go, they, they gonna last. Yeah, you know, sooner or later, you know what I'm saying. And she's already took her first trip with her with her friends. You know, friends, they went yeah. down to Florida. So I'm like, ah, oh, it starts. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> this is pretty, How can I pretty compete pretty with that? Had no time for the old man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I try to get that, you know, get that time in and get those. Uh, try to keep those daddy daughter vacations going as long as, as long as I can, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Create those memories. So yeah. now everything. Let's get back to 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 <laughs> to you. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go back a little bit okay. because you you talked about uh, first of all you talked about the podcast right mm -hmm. and you talked about you know the relationship with your daughter. Uh, if you if you would, can we talk a little bit more about that? Right. Of course. Because there there are things that we do. Uh, sometimes as, as parents, we think we have the answers, you know, and, and sometimes the answers that we, we give are not necessarily the best or just don't necessarily work out the best, even if it is the right answer, you know. And so with, your, with you and your daughter having that, that split, you know, of time for whatever reason, let's talk about the, the reconciliation. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, what was the the me mechanism that allowed you guys to come back together and say, you know what, let's let's get this thing another try. Let's let's work this out and you know heal from whatever the situation was prior to. Yeah, absolutely. So my my father was diagnosed with cancer three years ago, three and a half years ago, mesothelioma, and as it was progressing, you know, he was getting worse, getting worse. It was looking like he wasn't going to be around. And it was around September. And so she had her other grandfather passed away from cancer as well. Mm -hmm. And she didn't believe how sick he was. So she didn't get a chance really to say goodbye. It was like she was rushing to the hospital and he was already gone by the time she arrived. So I knew if there was going to be any reconciliation at all, I would have to make sure that she got down here to say goodbye to her grandfather, even if she didn't want anything to do with me. 
And so what I did was I actually reached out to her and I apologized. I said, listen, I'm sorry for the rift that I called that we, you know, that we have. Can you forgive me? And at first she was honest. She was like, you know, it might take some time, but all I wanted was an opportunity. Right. If she's like, it, it'll take some time, man, listen, it was eight years. What's another whatever. Right. And so oh. she came down and she actually stayed in my parents' place and we just connected, you know, the first initial interaction. She was like, we have some things we need to talk about. I'm like, OK, let's talk. Right. Kind of in my ego. Right. And then what I realized was after watching her with my father and just the comfort that she got to express her love on Labor Day before he passed, that opened up an avenue just for us to have conversations and from then on, she started trusting me a little bit more and she would be in a relationship and she would call and, you know, pick my brain. Because when I got back communicating with her, I didn't come in yielding like the I'm your father stick. Right. Mm -hmm. She's right. just right. like me, female version. And so I knew I had to just come and just be there to support her. If she asked for any advice, share. If she just needed a sounding board, be that sounding board. And so that was really the catapult was, you know, her coming down for Labor Day for about four days, being around the family, being around me, seeing how uh, much calmer I was and how open I was to what her feelings may or may not have been. It, it, whatever she needed to share, I was open to it. I could handle it. Right. And so that was really the precipice that was a springboard for us being where we are right now, because after that, you know, I went to go visit her. And she came back down here last summer and visited me and we we're just kind of going back and forth. So um, the transition with my father, that was God giving us an opportunity to heal. Definitely, man. And, and, and that's and that's how it works, man. And and I want to I'm going to touch on two things. Definitely that you said. But one of the things, uh, man. So in my life, <laughs> in my life, I've, I've done so many things. Right. Or, or should I say I, I experienced so many things. So I had my my mom and my mother-in-law at the time both passed away from cancer and so uh in their honor i started a a charity a nonprofit um called and called and the and christine charities my mother's name was Anne. christine was my mother-in-law at the time um and what i did was i started offering uh bereavement support Right, and bringing a support group for our community because when when I went through my bereavement, um, I went to an actual uh, support group and everything, and I stayed there uh, even after I got better because I loved it so much. I loved the healing that took place there. Um, so I became a volunteer, and then you know to the point where you know I was helping run the run the meetings. And one of the things that struck me was. Out of the whole time that I was there, and I don't remember exactly how long I was there, maybe a year or so, um, there was only maybe two black families to come through there, you know. Hmm. And I said, I, I know it ain't because we're not dying, you know. Right, what I mean? right, right. So, <laughs> it, it, so it's because you know one or two things because we we don't have the we don't have the information, or we're just not taking advantage of it. You know, and so that led me to uh, start the Anne Christine Charities and start offering that um, as a service. Um, but one of the things that I talk about, even with that, is when you're looking at the the 
I heard somebody say there there can never be uh, something that is all good or something that is all bad. There's two sides to everything. So if you think of a, a coin, you think of a piece of bread, you think of a piece of paper, there's a front and a back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So nothing is all good and nothing is all bad. You know, there's a, a yin and yang to everything. And so, but even in death, one of the things that I say, uh, even in sickness and death, is that one thing that death has a, has a the power to do is bring us back together. You know, mm -hmm. because it makes us realize and recognize what's really important. You know, that fight you had, you know, eight years ago, was it really that bad? You know, right. what I'm that misunderstanding right. that, you know, because of that argument or because that, you know, something I did wrong or you mistook wrong or whatever, was it really worth or is it really worth us not loving each other? You know what I mean? Or not at least Absolutely. get to the bottom of it so we can start over. You know, mm -hmm. so that's that's the the beauty of death. You know, is although there is some some pain associated with it, there is still a lot of healing that comes from it too. You know, Absolutely. so I wanted to, I wanted to uh, to point to that. But then two things that you said. You know, the first thing was you apologized. You know, to your daughter, and and that within itself is big. You know, and I, I've had a uh, I had another guest on, uh, uh, Mister Me Too. And um, one of the things he talked about was to go to his daughter. He went to his daughter and he apologized to her, you know, for, you know, some things that had transpired within them. And um, he said how she released him because her words to him was, I'm okay. You're like, yeah, all those things happened, but look how it turned out. You know, it was like, it, did, it didn't break me, you know? Yeah. And so it was sort of a moment where she had already forgiven him you know, but he was still holding it. And yeah. so in that moment, she was able to release him from himself, you know, like that. Don't worry about it. You okay. You know what I'm saying? And so just things like that, man, we don't, we don't talk about it enough. Um, but to be able to have these type of conversations and for men to be able to be open, you know, and, and talk about things that's, that's so dear to us, you know, yes. it's our, our families, man, especially those of us that are girl dads. So I, I know, guys, when we, we have our sons, and I'm like, yeah, that's like a little mini me. But I, <laughs> there is a, there is a, uh, I don't even know what, what to call it. But when you have a daughter and then you see yourself in your daughter, so it's like a, to me, it's like a version of me, but it's like the yeah. best version of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah, so absolutely. You, you have that. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it, it. not saying that, you know, the sons is not still important, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's a little different. different. You can't really, you can't really, you can't really explain it. It's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's just different. You it's different. I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I love that, you know, like you said, you went to your daughter and you, and you were able to, uh, you were able to reconcile with her you know, to, to make that better. And then you even said, even from that is, is how you even got to the point where, you know, you, you want to start the podcast. So what was that transition like, or what was that reflection of, you know, this healing that I've just received with, with my daughter yeah. that impacted you so much that it was like, you know what, I want to take this same healing, the same thought process and shift it out to the world. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, about a year ago, I hopped into 
some self-education training. And my initial thought was to create a course workshop, if you will, to help fathers bridge the gap. I helped myself, but I didn't have any social proof. So as I was getting some coaching and different things like, okay, buy ads and do this and that. And I was trying to think of the best way to go about it. And what I started doing was just recording my thoughts, voice memo. And from the voice memo, I was just sharing my experiences and I was sharing it with a small group of family and friends, people that I held in high regard. And I was getting amazing feedback. And I had a really good friend of mine. His name is Ches McGavick. He, he born and raised in Houston. Uh, we've known each other 10, 15 years. And he said, man, I appreciate you sending me these, um, you know, these little tidbits of your thoughts. When are you going to actually put this out for the world? And I said, you know what? October 1st. And then obviously between before that, you know, hopping into the uh, the challenge with you to kind of get a framework. But I had already been just recording, just recording, just recording, just recording, getting comfortable. And once I went in the booth and had the took the uncomfortable action to commit to a certain day, I just set it up. Camera light. I was in an apartment closet and, you know, moments of mindset. Here we go. So that's what it really was, was just I didn't have the social proof to really put out a course to help fathers, but I wanted to make an impact and at least kind of start. And so that's what started the podcast. Man, man. And I, and I thank uh, uh, I thank God for your friend, man. And, and I've said this before on, on different podcasts. It's amazing how God put people in your life to kind of lead you, you know what I mean, on a on a projection that, you know, you didn't even think of. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, oh, that's that's the way I'm going. You know what yeah. I mean? And then yes. it, it leads you to so much because even in my story. Right. So um, before I started the podcast, you know, I was on a, a mission helping uh, fatherless daughters. And so my my original platform on Instagram is called Friends to Fatherless Daughters. Right. And so that was my whole thing. You know, I was doing uh information and, and putting out my viewpoints and things like that on, you know, fatherless daughters, helping fatherless daughters, you know? And so through that, I was asked to be a guest on a podcast. I had never been on a podcast before. I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? And so I did the first one. And after the first one, this was just last year. After the okay. first one, I did maybe six, I think it was like five or six that it was like, you know, almost back to back, you know? And so one of those platforms uh, was a podcast called Dads on Purpose. And so I was on there. And so my daughter lives in, in Dallas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So when I went to Dallas uh, for her graduation, um, when she graduated, one of the hosts, actually both of the hosts of the Dads on Purpose podcast live in Dallas. And huh. so I met up with one of them and, you know, went out to breakfast and just, you know, uh, you know, chopping up, chopping it up or whatever. And in that conversation, he said, you need to have a podcast. You know what I mean? And so I was like, all right, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, talked about it. And, you know, fast forward, here we are. And I actually yeah. had him on. I think he was like my uh, my third guest, third or fourth guest or something like that. You know, I had him on uh, on the uh, podcast, you yeah. know, and. You know, just uh, again, it's, it's, it's a, a blessing how God's put people in your life to kind of give you a vision of what he wants for you. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or a vision that you might have for yourself, 
but maybe you kind of reluctant to do it. You know, Absolutely. like for me, I, I definitely wanted to, you know, I was already in the space where I was trying to help people and, and, you know, doing the fatherless daughters thing. And before the fatherless daughters, I had a male mentor uh, program. So I was already doing it. Doing you know it. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when he said that to me, it, it kind of took me to on another projection. You know what I'm saying? Until now, here we are, you know, yeah. almost going on a year. You know, podcasting, you know what I'm saying? And and definitely a lot of a lot of guests have come through here and and definitely met a lot of people like yourself, you know, where we met in the in the challenge, the podcast challenge, and definitely kept in in contact with with you know uh, a host of guys, host of people that was in there, you know, in that con in that challenge with us, you know, and and so we're we're here. So yeah, I just as it's a I thank God, you know, and Thank the people that he uses and the people that answer and allow themselves to be used, you know what I mean, to speak life on whatever level. Yeah. You know, whether it's motivational, whether it's spiritual, or maybe, you know, just that word that you need to hear, like you need to start something. Something. You know, yeah. and then it grows into whatever it is that God wants it to be, to, to be able to bless people, man. And, and that's definitely a blessing. Yeah. And that's you too. Right. Like I, I'm, I want to give you golden flowers because after the challenge, you had the wherewithal that let me create because you've been doing it already, creating support groups and loving and you creating the group in Messenger to help people hold each other accountable throughout the process. If you're not feeling like a rock star, there's a slew of people that will rally around you, give tidbits, give advice. There's no judgment. And you you're a catalyst for that. And, yeah. and that's something that, as you just spoke to it, you are one of God's angels that have, if people are like, man, I don't know if I could do the podcast. Being in that group, you're going to do the podcast if you are passionate about it because you have people that you can come to with any sort of question, with any sort of need, and they'll be there. So you definitely, I want to honor you because without that, who's to say that you and I would be having this conversation right now? Right, right, right. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, speaking of yeah. which, of, of of so, we both were in the in the podcast challenge, and definitely that took us, you know, down this this path where we're we're now spreading this message to the world. But there's another path that you had mm-hmm. that you took that I hadn't even really heard. Of. I, I guess I have heard of it, but I know I don't think. Definitely, you can you can tell me a little bit more about it. Which yep. was you went into the yoga, mm-hmm. right? And so, tell me a little bit about that, and then tell me also the as a male instructor, and, and just as a male in that in that uh, arena, you know how does how does that work? How does that fit? Because whenever I see it, you know, and maybe just because it's probably predominantly a woman's activity. That's why it's always presented with women. I'm sure there's men in it, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? But, sure. you know, so just from the outside looking in, I'm like, wow, why would you choose that? Or, have, you know what I mean? So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, of course. You know, really about 10 years ago, man, I, um, it was a change and a transition in my life. I went through kind of like a bad breakup and I was trying to figure out just my course. A lot of relationships uh, were kind of in disarray. And if there's a whole bunch of them and I'm looking at these relationships, 
Like it's not them, it's me. Right. So I had to look in the mirror and look at myself and like, bro, what are you what are you doing? What do you do you want your kids to see you just so in your ego and um not being open and not having that emotional intelligence to uh be with people and to bring the best and show love, right? And so being a former athlete, I used to play college, I played college basketball and and never wanted to do yoga because I'm like I'm not flexible, but that's the funny thing in is yoga is a practice. So you'll be more flexible and you'll have a lot more, uh, be able to stretch your muscles if you, if you do that more. Right. And so what I did was I joined a yoga studio along with doing like a, a juice detox. And I started out doing restorative yoga and restorative yoga. You actually have props, you have bolsters, you have pillows, you have straps, you have blocks. And that actually helps you stay in positions for longer. It's a lot more meditative and a lot more calm, not moving stillness. And the relief that I got from that, just being still and just breathing, gave a whole different perspective in my life. You know, I was fine. I, I, I began to be more proactive instead of reactive in certain situations of interacting with people. And throughout the years, it was funny, I just love people. And so when I joined this particular studio, I know everybody's name, I know the instructors. And so people would ask like, how come you're not gonna be a yoga teacher? And I was like, nah, that's not me, right? I'm just here. And just fast forward, again, after the transition of my father, the meditation and the yoga is what helped me stay from going crazy, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so I thought to myself, what would my dad want for me? He would want me to serve. And so I fell in love with serving. I went through yoga teacher training with one of my really good friends and it was amazing. And so going to into the space where I'm actually teaching, guiding, leading, it really was an opportunity for me to um serve every single person coming to my event without them saying, hey, like, look at me, right? Because my objective in yoga is to help you get into a flow state. So most teachers, you, hey, watch me. I'm going to speak in Sanskrit. I'm going to use all these yoga pose names. And that leaves people confused. I simplify it, right? So whenever I cue, it's breath, body, and dristi. I was in the Ashtanga discipline. There's a lot of different ones, but when I cue you, I can say, inhale, arms above your head, look at your thumbs. Exhale, fold forward, hands to your mat, look between your... So you can follow, if you've never done yoga before, you can follow it and feel empowered and not be looking around like, I don't know that pose, right? And so the very first time I did an event, it was so rewarding at the end because everybody in there came up to me and said, that was exactly what I needed. And my Guruji, she's a black woman, strong black woman. And she tasked me and another gentleman with creating a culture for our culture and black men that it's okay to be vulnerable through yoga events, through meditation. And so I'm just me. And, and, and people that know me, know that if they're going to come, they're going to get loved on. It doesn't matter what you're going through, whatever the amount of time that we're together, you're going to leave your burdens at the door and you're going to be loved on, not just by me, 
but everybody else that's in the studio or the park or wherever we're having it. So here in Houston, man, it's a, it's been a, there are a lot of male um, instructors. There's not necessarily a huge collective, which one of the things that I want to change, you know, I have some ideas in mind in terms of bringing us as men together. That way it's a safe space. We do a little bit of yoga, but then we also have some prompts, some questions where we can journal and share and heal. Definitely, man. Definitely. I, I love that. I love that thought, man, especially with the with the guys. Like I said, just building those communities where we can have conversations that we wouldn't usually have. You know yeah. what I mean? And and the whole thing about us being vulnerable, I think we'll we'll become more vulnerable as we become more vulnerable. You know yes. what I mean? And so as as those of us who are in uh position to say, hey, look at me, let me tell you about me. You know, and, and we open up, didn't make those that's hearing us and those in, in our circle more apt to be like, okay, he told us, you know, about him. Well, I was feeling this type of way too, you know, or I remember feeling something like that, you know. And so we create these spaces for all of us to be who we really are, you know, yes. and to admit who we are, you yes. know. And, and a lot of times we grew up with the with the uh the mantra of you know, big boys don't cry or something <laughs> else and all of that, yeah. you know, all that toughness that we have outside of the toughness that we have to have just to survive in some of our communities. And so we build these these walls around ourselves emotionally and mentally that, you know, we're afraid to break out of, you know, mm -hmm. because we don't want to be looked at a certain way when the reality of it is, we have to look at ourselves that way because it's who we really are. You know, yeah. a lot of our personas that we put on and that we build on the inside, we're as soft as cotton, you know? <laughs> and, and, and sometimes we, that man on the inside just wants to want to get out, you know, yeah. that man on the inside want to be loved, you yes. know, want to be cared for, want to feel yeah. wanted, want to feel Want to be understood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and and not just from from the opposite sex, but also from your your guys, from your brother, from that brotherhood that's like, oh, I'm not the only one, you mm -hmm. know. But it, we're only going to get to that space as we build it. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I definitely appreciate the work that you are doing, and you know, bringing men together and and, and allowing us, like you said, to be vulnerable and to to learn something new. Because like I said, I've, I've never took yoga. But, you know, sitting here talking to you, I'm like, I, I sign up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Man, the one, the one thing about, the one thing about yoga, yoga uh, Ernest, is yoga was created to shield us from pain and suffering. But over here, it's like you have to do poses. There's goat yoga. There's this. There's that. But there's so many different nuances to it. It's about going inward and really going deep to that connection with source, with God, whatever it is that you believe in to help bring the best out of you. And so, yeah, that inspires me to hear you say like, you know what, I would love to, absolutely. I'm yeah, sure at yeah. some point we'll do it. Yeah, my brother my brother stays in Houston and I was actually down there earlier this year, you know what I mean? And so I'm sure I'll be I'll be around there again sooner oh, or yeah. later. You know what I'm saying? I'll hit oh, you yeah. up and, and, we'll, and we'll do something. Um, so Rodney, first of all, let me say again, thank you so much for being on, man. Thank you for... Uh, taking out the time to, you know, share with us your story and share with us what you do. I'm going to let you have the last words. I want you to get a, a word together or something to leave us with and definitely leave us with your uh, your uh, 
social media handles and things like that and the ways for us to work with you. Um, for everyone else, hey, listen, guys, I, I told you guys to, to hold on because one of the things I want to tell you you guys, well, first of all, make sure you listen, like, subscribe, and share to uh, the podcast on YouTube, on Facebook, on Spotify. And if you do that, if you do that, then you'll be able to be put into our contest as our super subscriber contest, right? And as our super subscriber, you have the chance to win $100 just for doing what you're going to do anyway, right? Yeah. You got a chance to win $100 for being our, our, our super subscriber. In order to do that, you must subscribe to the YouTube page, to the Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify, right? So we can you know check it out and make sure you're on all three of those. When you do that, after you do that, text uh, the word WIN, W-I-N, to 866-326-0730, right? And you text that to that number and you enter the WIN automatically to be our, our, uh, our super subscriber contest. It's a random contest and it's ongoing, you mm. know? So there's no specific time or day when we're going to do it. I just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to give up, I'm going to give away $100 today. You know what I mean? And you <laughs> might just be that winner. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So make sure you guys subscribe anyway. You listen anyway. You enjoy the podcast anyway. So subscribe uh, on our YouTube page so you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our Facebook page because on there we're able to share more information about things that we have going on uh, that we're not able to share on YouTube. And subscribe to the podcast on Spotify so you can listen on the go. Right, and you do all three of those, you could be our next hundred dollar winner. Okay, mm. cool. All right, so Rodney, again, yeah. thank you so very much for being on, man. I let you have the last word, so the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you, Ernest. Listen, what are you going to do with this gift of life that we have right in this moment? Doesn't matter what you've been through, whatever it is that you've been through, you were meant to go through it or else God wouldn't have given it to you, right? So sink your teeth into this existence. If there's stuff in your past that you need to heal from, take the opportunity, get curious, find other people that you can align with that are gonna help you along this journey. This journey right here, Ernest and I have been on a journey for almost a year. Imagine what it's gonna be like two years from now, five years from now, and it started from self-doubt. It started from being in our egos. But guess what? We were called to serve. And since I've been serving and surrendering, it's been the best years of my life. And anybody around my kids, my grandson, get to feel it. And so I'm just excited. Anytime I get an opportunity to spread this love, I'm going to do it because God gave it to me to do. You can find me at The Hot Rod Yogi on instagram that's t-h-e-h-o-t-r-o-d-y-o-g-i or at moments of mindset the podcast on ig rodney williams on facebook also on youtube moments of mindset i'm actually releasing episodes uh on every sunday and man i'm just excited man to see uh what's going what the future holds man it's 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 that unknown diving into that unknown is what what gets me going man so to have this opportunity thank you to connect and i know you will connect when you're in houston and you know i got to come to the shy i haven't visited the shy in some years man one of my best friends is from there man so i got to come check you out there 
No problem, no problem. Yeah, again, thank you so very much for being on. Uh, to everybody, the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Again, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and my mission is to help you guys to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. And so until next time, we will see you guys next week. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.